doing just about anything she wanted, and I was not about to allow that. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't trying to stop my husband from moving on with his life after I was gone. On the contrary, I wanted him to find someone to spend the rest of his days with and be happy. I just wanted to make sure that that someone had his best interests at heart and wasn't just some ambitious, Bible-carrying gold digger with her own agenda. That's why, with the help of Allison, I was planning on helping my husband pick my successor from the grave. I felt some relief when the pain medication finally kicked in, and Allison helped me as I struggled to sit up. She placed a pillow behind my head then sat back in her chair to take notes as I began to dictate the fourth of several letters to be given out after my death. One would be for TK, to let him know how much I loved him and how much I wanted him to move on with his life. The next letters would be to the four women I thought were the top candidates to vie for my husband's heart and become the next First Lady of First Jamaica Ministries. In my opinion... Not every one of these women was a suitable candidate, which was even more reason for me to be writing these letters. I had to steer the course of events so that TK would not end up with the wrong woman. I started this day's dictation with a letter for TK's first love, Marlene, the mother of his illegitimate daughter, Tanisha. I never really told anyone this, but I like Marlene even if she was extremely rough around the edges. She had spunk, and from what I was told, a loyalty to TK that almost rivaled my own. I know it might sound strange for a woman, any woman, to have kind words about her husband's ex-lover, but their relationship happened long before I met TK and before he found the Lord. I will admit, though, that at one time I had been glad that Marlene had moved to D.C. But that was before I was diagnosed with cancer, when I made it a point to keep any woman who might tempt T.K. as far away as possible. Now I was happy to hear that she had recently moved back to Queens and had even shown up at a few church services. She, unlike any of the other candidates, had a connection to my family which made her a very favorable competitor in the race for T.K.'s heart. Her only flaw in my eyes was that she was a recovering drug abuser. But then again, so was my husband. The next letter was to be written to Savannah Dickens. Savannah was the church's new choir soloist. She was a quiet, attractive woman in her mid-thirties who kept to herself. She'd grown up in our church and had been living in California for the past 15 years. I didn't know much about her except that she had a phenomenal voice and had just recently returned to the church and the community. I will admit I'm not much for quiet folks because they're usually trying to hide something. She was, however, the daughter of Deacon Joe Dickens, so there was no denying that she would be at least considered for the position of First Lady after my death. Her father was one of the more prominent older members of our church, and he was looking to become the chairman of the deacon's board, so I was sure that after my death, he would be trying his best to push T.K. and Savannah together in an effort to consolidate power. It was a move I wasn't against, because it would probably benefit T.K. in the long run. 
the more people he had watching his back, the better. What I didn't like was the fact that Savannah was only 35 years old. I wasn't objecting to her age so much. She was only 10 years younger than TK. I was worried that she was 35 and didn't have any children. A woman under 40 who hadn't had a child probably wanted kids of her own, and that was out. The last thing TK needed after raising my son Dante and my daughter Donna and then putting them through college was another baby to support. Besides, he was now a grandfather. How would he look having a child that was younger than his grandchildren? The next letter was to my very good friend, Sister Lisa Mae Jones. Lisa and I had been friends for years. She was the widow of Pastor Lee Jones, who passed away suddenly four years ago.